Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast that turns all the lights off in the stadium when a bird of prey is on the loose. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of two LAFC MLS matches. The first on Wednesday, September 20th versus St. Louis City at 5.30 p.m. at City Park. In all caps, one word, like an acronym that stands for nothing. Followed by the Philadelphia Union at 4.30 on Saturday, September 23rd at Subaru Park in Philadelphia. Spelled and pronounced normally. You can watch both on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus and the Union Matches the free match of the week there. And we will be hosting a live watch-along during the St. Louis match on Wednesday on the official LAFC Twitch and YouTube channels. We got a good track record with those. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly, we've won both other times we've done that. And please keep, yeah. please come watch the game with us so they keep asking us to do it despite the team losing every time we do. Why do I have in my memory that they won last time that we did it? They didn't. Okay. Okay. So still feeling like it's better to just pretend they won. Yeah, they won. They won. They won. Okay, cool. Anyway, of course, for both matches, we'll also be live streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. You can subscribe now and get notified when we go live. Also, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us keep making it, become a friend of the foot by clicking the Patreon link in the show notes or pick up some half house merch by going to happyfootsadfootpod.com. Later in the show, our resident soccer expert, Vince LaRosa, will join us to break down the ins and outs of both St. Louis City and the Philadelphia Union. And as always, we're going to talk about all the storylines for the matches and we're going to make some bets but first we're just going to sit back and enjoy that post el trafico glow it's time for listener mandated banter darren how you doing i'm doing okay can you imagine how how bad it would be if we're sitting here trying to record this podcast after an el trafico loss i you know it's not i wouldn't be good it certainly would feel a lot different as a four game losing streak, but we don't have to live in that world there. And we don't have to imagine that world. We don't don't have to feel that world. All we have to know is we're on a one game winning streak, a huge one game winning streak, just a massive one game winning streak. The talk of the league, one game winning streak. It's all anyone Uh, can talk about. It's this. Argentina is so hot. (laughs) 
Did you see that pizza? Yeah. It's it's something. I saw Alexis Guerreros, our good friend, talk about it. And I don't like what he talks about pizza because I fought, I fought him on the Cooligans about this. But he doesn't like New Haven style pizza, which is the best pizza in America. Well, I'm going to disagree. You're going to go uh, with I love Boston? Ev- I, I, I loved everything he had to say. I love the segment. I think he's Yes, the segment was good. I just don't – I know, I know instinctually I think he's right. that deep down his, uh, he's wrong on pizza. About um, New Haven pizza? New Haven pizza is fine. Who's your <laughs> favorite good. pizza in LA? In LA? Oh, yeah. I really like LBK, which is happens is near me. So maybe it's like if my net is if the extent of my net is like sort of near delivery me, on that's DoorDash. My favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's in. I want to say it's te- it's like Toluca Lake or Studio City, but it's awesome. I mean, there's two locations. The other location is in Brooklyn. It's in, LBK stands for Love Brooklyn. It's great pizza. It's LA. There's good versions of every kind of food here. I also you just have to find it for pizza. Pizza and bagels have gotten so much better than when we moved here a decade ago. Like that is so true. Better. That is so true. I remember moving here and being like, "Huh, you really have to hunt for the good pizza." And the good bagels don't exist. And now yeah. it's like, there's a lot you of know, most neighborhoods, there's a good pizza option. And there are a good handful of like solid bagel options popping I have up. Multiple. I don't know what people figured out, but they figured it out. I have multiple good pizza places that deliver here. Me too. Where I live in Highland Park. My favorite my, is currently Ozzy's Pizza. Beats, which is New Haven style pizza that they sell out of Glendale and they deliver and it's great. That's if you awesome. don't know about New Haven style pizza, it's made in a coal fire oven. It's like burnt on the bottom. So it's supposed to be really crispy, really oily, super thin. It's great. It's the. I do really love that kind of pizza. You got to get like, the clam like, pizza, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. People always say that that's like the specialty, but I don't know if it's like what you tell someone who's never had it before because it is a little. Oh, interesting. That's a tough, that's a tough situation. Yeah, it, it's not a um, gateway drug. I would say, like, yeah, go is it easier to get people get. into LAFC at, at, at first exposure or into New Haven style pizza at first? I exposure? would say New Haven style pizza, hands down. Oh wow! <laughs> I would say the majority of people would be like, "Oh, MLS, no thanks. I'm not interested." Sure. sure. Well, if you go the maybe maybe MLS is is the clam pizza, right? It's so like, I have to. I go. There's a bird that gets released. <laughs> But it's at an MLS game. Yeah, you're talking. A right. lot of your friends are just like avid bird watchers. Like, oh, a bird! <laughs> oh, you're telling me I could soccer. see a bird? I pay like thirty bucks. I get to see a bird. All right. Uh, oh, is that a soccer game? Sure, I guess. It's pretty I fun. Guess I could start well, the show. How well start lit the is show. it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're a few minutes into the episode, which means it's time to reveal that I'm just here for a good time and I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I love LAFC as much as anyone, but if I want to enjoy a team anywhere beyond a surface level, that's like a lot of work, man. I don't have time for that kind of research. I have a full-time job in a house teaming with small children, none of whom have any interest whatsoever in expected goals analysis. Luckily, my friend and co-host Travis, the human LAFC crazy wall, has completely stripped his life of all its non-LAFC trappings and worldly temptations so he could dedicate his life to the club like a wildly misguided monk. And he's here to expose the storylines beneath the surface of this week's matches so you know everything to look out for, you know the deeper significance of every moment, and if you're headed to your first match and your weirdly obsessed LAFC fan of a friend sent you this as some kind of strange pre-match homework assignment, you know what the fuck is going on. With the match, definitely with your friend partially, in a segment we call Storylines. Storylines, 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 storylines. 
like that I exposed the storylines. It's a, it's. <laughs> I already a, used the word reveal, I believe. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monk gone wrong exposing things. We don't need to go too deep into deep it. Invest- <laughs> deep investigative monk. Darren, I don't know if you remember this, but just a few days ago, people were out here saying that LAFC is a team that never wins big games. I don't know who could have possibly said something like that. And then on Saturday, the team that doesn't win big games happened to Darren win a big game. Oh. How are you feeling after the big win against the Galaxy? How are you feeling before, during, and after? And has the glow maintained? The glow is here, man. The glow is here to stay until the game on Wednesday, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was, I mean, it was everything I dreamt it would be. I, I remember on the last episode, I said, I hope this game can be the one that galvanizes the team to turn it into a big win and hopefully springboard them to more to finish the season strong. It was exactly that kind of game. I think Steve Trendolo in the postgame conference said something like it was clear from the first minute who was going to win this game. It's what's I think it was. frustrating about this team is that when we're good, when we're competent, we're really fucking competent. And when we're bad, that's what, the, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like when everything's going according to plan, yeah. they're incredible. They're like, so, so like yeah. historically good. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, well you're going to set the, we didn't set the bar that high. You did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, think I don't know. Now, like, that's what I'm hoping blame. for now. Everyone's to blame. Well, (laughs) there are just six games left in the regular season. And that brings us to the first storyline of the match, which is this. Ooh, that's a tight table. Table. (laughs) Tight table. Table's so tight. That table, that table tight. That table is so tight. Oh my God. If your friend made you listen to this. Hey, did anyone check it out? That table, that table tight. Uh, it was so tight. <laughs> any goodwill we've we built up over the course of the season <laughs> is going to be destroyed in, in a week with well, I, the, I how much I we enjoy tight show. table. I think I was enjoying their show, but then they just got stuck on this bit where I think they just enjoyed the phonetics of a phrase tight too much. Table. I don't know. Tight to table. Tight to table. It's like an tight. acting exercise. I can't believe how tight the table is. is it, yeah. Terry's Fiction. table's tight. Terry's table's tight. (laughs) Heading into the final month of the season, we are currently in second place in the West with 43 points on the tight table. Portland is currently in ninth place, which is the final playoff spot. (laughs) They have 36 points. That means there is only a total of seven points separating us and the bottom of the playoff points in the table. So we're at 43, ninth place is at 36. That's only seven points. Just a reminder of our closest competition around us. The Sounders are in third place with 42 points, one point behind us. And Vancouver has a game in hand on us and 41 points, which is two points behind us. Any way you slice it, Darren, that's a tight table. Now, the one team I didn't mention is the team who's ahead of us, who we happen to be playing on Wednesday. And that's St. Louis City, who is six points ahead of us with one game less than we do. Sorry for all these numbers, but that means that this game on Wednesday 
is a true six-pointer. If we lose, we will drop to nine points behind first place. But if we win, we will only be three points out of the lead. It is an absolute must win if we want to win the West. It'll easily be the biggest game remaining in our season if we desire to win the West and get home field advantage all the way through the Western Conference playoffs. So if we drop seven points, we're out of the playoffs. And if we gain six, we win the West. Darren, how's that make you feel? <laughs> Honestly, can I admit something to you? This is going to, I often feel stupid on this. This show is mo- half about me being stupid to the world to learn, but this is like next level stupid. <laughs> I don't get the six point three point thing. I don't get it. I always, I always, every time someone says it, I'm like, sure. You mean but like, like this is a six pointer? Yeah. If they have three points, how is that not just three points? <laughs> Here's the easiest explanation. The difference in how we'll end up on the table is six points. So if we lose the game, we will be nine points behind them. But if we win the game, we will be three points behind them. Whereas normally it would take two games to jump that amount in a single game. We can jump that amount. Does that make sense? Because we're currently six points behind them. Yes. So a loss to them would drop us nine points behind them. And a win against them would bring us to three points. So that's a total of six. Okay. Now it makes sense. So the six points is in the difference in possibility. Right. And normally in order to do that, two different games have to have an outcome. In this game, it's all happening in one game. Right. Does that make sense? Great. Tight table. I've been a sports fan my entire life. (laughs) And now that makes sense. I do think I do think the six pointer thing is a little bit. It's like it takes a little bit of it. Whatever. Uh, adding more drama to all of this math that people have definitely turned off the podcast for is the fact that both games this week are against quite difficult opponents. Which brings us to our second storyline of the match, Darren. Which is this: both St. Louis and Philadelphia want revenge. St. Louis was riding high when we played them earlier in the season at BMO on July 12th. And in that game, we were scoreless in the first 72 minutes until St. Louis completely fell apart. Vela scored in the 72nd, Stipe Buke in the 84th, and then Sifu in the 92nd. By all accounts, it was an embarrassing finish to the game for St. Louis City. St. Louis knew we were a true test to see if they were a contender in this league. And they came up way short. I have a bit of a feeling they're not going to want that to happen again in their home turf, but the real revenge game in my mind will be coming from Philadelphia on Saturday, who I can only imagine wants our entire team dead. First, we beat them in the best MLS Cup final of all time when Gareth Bale scored in the 292nd minute to bring us to PKs, where John McCarthy absolutely crushed his old team's dreams. And then this year in the Champions League semifinals, they were gearing up for this huge rematch to take down the champs, and we absolutely crushed them in a quite easy match. 3-0 3-0 to zero with goals by Tillman, Opoku, and Bawanga. After that game, Philadelphia head coach Jim Curtin said in the post-game interview that this current version of LAFC is the greatest MLS team of all time. After he said that, we never looked the same again. <laughs> it was maybe <laughs> the words that cursed us the most. Yeah. And when, when I give myself shit, for saying in the past that we could be the best team of all time. Jim Curtin, the man who everyone says is the best coach in the league, said it. So I'm not dumb. Jim Curtin's dumb. 
<laughs> also, I got to say another thing about Jim Curtin that I've said a couple times on this show. I don't, I don't think he's that good of a dresser. I'm tired of people saying that he's a really good dresser. Like just because he wears an expensive jacket and t- 2015 hype beast sneakers, we think he's fucking cool. What are we talking about? And maybe he's like a Philadelphia eight. He's in LA three easily. But like if you're over 40 and you buy your sneakers on StockX, that makes you a good dresser. What are we even doing here? It's so infuriating to me. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's the same people who think Greg Burhalter pouncing the ball behind his back is cool. It's like, are we so fucking starved for American soccer content <laughs> that we think a guy in sneakers and another person doing a bounce pass is fucking interesting? I'm, I had a bad day. I'm really letting it out on Jim Curtin. This <laughs> I just I'm so fucking tired of people talking about Jim Curtin like he looks cool and go oh, you know I was looking this up Darren guess how old Jim Curtin is oh 40 fuck you ruined my point I thought he was 50 like 59 he's 44 I, I think he looks I think he looks much older than that yeah, I don't know. I, he looks ageless to me. He looks like not particularly young or old. He looks. Want to like know that- why? Because he dresses poorly. He does a mix of of a suit and sneakers, which is something only <laughs> tech bros and like uh, I don't and like kids in pop punk bands do. Yeah, I'll wear suits with sneakers and I wear like a Prada jacket. The whole thing's fucking stupid. You know who dresses well? I'm sorry, I got to get this out. Kellen Acosta dresses well. Russell Westbrook dresses well. Fucking Pep. Is in a turtleneck for Man City on the sidelines. Why aren't we talking about him? We're talking about fucking Jim Curtin's $200 sneakers. Oh, he's got dunks on. That's real fucking cool. I wore the same shoes in 2009, Jim Curtin. Oh, I had a bad day. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. afraid to chime in because I'm afraid you'll stop. <laughs> I, I, he's a former yeah. professional athlete. He should have better style than that. Go ahead, Darren. No, yes. I, I think that's the, the crux here is the bar should be high for people in his position and we're setting the bar very low if and there is there is a deeper a good, there is a deeper yeah. sickness of some kind going on that we all have <laughs> if the bar is that low not just for him but in general it is it's like we mls is cool right we got a cool yes coach. yes yes it, it, Look, no that's a form-fitting don't. t-shirt isn't that cool aren't we cool can't we play soccer also what why are you even on that road you're not gonna win on that road what are we even talking about why are we talking about him <laughs> Like, it's just, I, I, I can't, I, okay, you got to keep going. <laughs> Anyways, the way I feel about Jim Curtin's fashion is the way Philly feels about us. Uh, they hate our guts. <laughs> they want to make us feel how we Shit. made them feel. Harsh. Philly is currently fourth in the West with 47 points, which is more than us, Darren, and they're only in fourth. And they've won two of their last four games. Sorry, Darren, I'm still wrapping my head around simple subtraction. Which revenge game are you most worried about? St. Louis in St. Louis or Philly in Philly? I think St. Louis in St. Louis is the is more of a wild card. I think Philly in Philly is like, if we lose that, that's our – like, we should know them by now. And it's like, if we lose, we screwed that up. Not Not that it should be easy, but like, that's a matchup we understand and we know how to wrap our heads around. And we should, like, the task is clear. I think with St. Louis City, like they're trying to hold on to the top spot. I, I think there's a lot more variables at play. I don't think we got lucky the first time we played them, but you know we've only seen them once, right? And they've been winning and, a whole lot this year. Yeah, 
if we had to choose which one game to play our best players against, and I think we're going to we're going to play them for both games. But if we had to choose, I would say St. Louis. Philly just has less stakes, I think, because it only affects us in the Western Conference. And, and I think it's our only Eastern Conference game left. So I, I would say, yeah, I'm I do think if you told me we lost in Philly, I mean, I don't want to lose either of these games for obvious reasons, but I think Philly owes us one. And if we beat them, then we have their number completely like they should. They're good enough that they should have beaten us in one of these games. And if they don't, they I don't know if they'll ever beat us because they always won. Whoa. We're going to go more in depth on those teams with Vince next segment. So I'll leave that there. But the last storyline of this week is one every LAFC fan is wondering, which is this. Will our roster changes stick? from El Trafico. Against the Galaxy, we made two pretty massive roster changes. First, we started Kike Oliveira up front instead of Mario Gonzalez and slotted Carlos into more of a central position. And as we said last week, there were a lot of fans in the LAFC community that had already lost faith in Mario. We didn't think that was smart. We broke down why that was too impatient last week. But Kike looked really good up there. He provided energy and movement that we've been lacking since Apoku left. He reminded me of a little bit more poised of an Ordaz with the same sort of frenetic energy. I liked what I saw, but I don't know if I'd prefer Kike starting every game. I still want to give Mario some stuff. What do you think? I think the difference is that from what I saw, and I I don't know if this is right. (laughs) Vince will tell us. But it felt like Mario knows how to be in the right place to receive the ball and get a shot off and Kike was there to facilitate more and with when you're playing with Vela and Buanga I feel like the latter is going to be more complimentary to those two players yeah that's true that's true I think that's a very smart that's a very smart thing you just said oh thanks but I still don't know how to subtract three (laughs) or six so take it with a grain of salt the other big change is obviously Maxime Cropo starting over John McCarthy in goal. McCarthy's played an unbelievable season for us, even though he's our backup. But he made some big mistakes at times, including a pretty big mistake against Portland, which set the tone for the game and gave Dolo the opportunity to finally give the starting position back to Max. Max also had some hiccups in his first game back. But I don't think anyone thinks that Max isn't the more talented of the two. But McCarthy has proved that he can handle his own against literally anyone, despite a few mistakes. Darren, if you were Steve Chirundolo, are you sticking with Max or are you swapping back to McCarthy or going back and forth? I think at this point you can keep Max and then you have McCarthy as an easy sub if something terrible happens. And, and so, so your guess is that Max gets horrifically injured again? No, I don't mean something terrible as far as an injury goes, but if it's just Well, like- those are our storylines for this week's match. Darren <laughs> thinks Max is going to get horrifically injured when we come back. I just mean we're going to go sucks. more in depth on our two <laughs> opponents with some guy named Vince LaRosa. Oh, I love that guy. And we're back. Now that you've been listening to this episode, uh, you've listened to Travis having to explain to me very simple math. If it's not clear at this point, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But when it comes to soccer, we do have another host on this show. Vince LaRosa is here with us now. And he's going to try to explain to me everything that we need to know about St. Louis City and the Philadelphia Union. And I won't understand much of it. But I do also have Travis here who can explain 
in a language that I understand. And between the three of us, we're going to come up with an explanation of what the hell's going on with these two teams. This is a segment called Soccer for Dummies. Bet it and forget it. Bet it and forget it. We don't have a sound. We don't have a sound. We didn't make a sound for it. We decided what the name of it was moments ago, guys. Just now. Literally seconds ago. You can't can't (laughs) find and hire a robot to do the sound in that amount of time it was between soccer for dummies and tactics translator so you guys let us know in the comments what you like more teach me vince didn't we teach think me about vince. A segment? teach me vince that was that was an idea from from ways back i, I just love you teach couldn't do vince. simple math so this is gonna go great you missed it i i asked i had the courage to ask travis out loud what what it why people say that it's a six-point game when you you know what a six-point game is. I'm not going to explain to you. No, no, actually, please do. Actually, I would love to now hear you be able to regurgitate <laughs> well, it back. It's confusing to me. Okay, Literally the audience doesn't need to hear points. it again. Vince, <laughs> teach us about, teach us about the Vince, team. this is a tall order. I am the yeah. dummy. You What's are the soccer. Question? I don't know. Should we start with St. Louis? St. Louis City's the next match, right? Okay, so. Good start. What should I know about the way that they play the game of soccer versus the way that we play versus the way that Philadelphia plays? How are we approaching these matches mm. from an, like actually on the field so we talk about lafc and we've talked about them maybe kind of sort of having only one way to play maybe they can play a little bit differently we saw them play a little bit differently against galaxy we were all very happy st louis though can only play one way and it's it's through the high press they're a red bull style high press they're second in the league in ppda and basically they are i don't want to say running gun but they kind of are it's like we don't really want the ball. We just want the ball as close to your goal because we're going to press you, and that's how we're going to create chances. So, Darren, okay. they're, they're cocaine and we're mushrooms. Okay. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So they, they're, they're running around. They're trying, they're trying to press you. And we, yeah, we, can, very we aggressive. can absorb a little bit. We can, we can feel it out and we can see the world around us with our eyes open. Right. That's I yes. think that's basically what Vince is saying. Got it. Okay. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. PPDA one more time. That stands for what? Passes. Um, points per no passes. Yeah. Passes okay. per defensive. Mm-hmm. Next question. Actions. I mean it's self-explanatory, guys. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Passes per defensive <laughs> actions. Actually, Travis, if you could because I I'm sure, Darren, you're wondering what's a defensive action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like when you guard someone? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's right. That's right. How do you measure an action on defense? 
It's this is I mean, Vince, you don't have to follow up on this because I think you're going to agree with me right away. It's like when you're playing FIFA (laughs) and you press that one button to like kind of shift your feet in front of the person a little bit. That's what it is. It's you press like the L button. Right. Okay. What is, what is it actually? Honestly, it is kind of a, a great term, but it is, it's something where it's like a team will build, right? And how often can you get on them and get a pressure or a turnover or a recovery or a loose ball or even the ball out of play? So basically what St. Louis does. So basically it, like a forced pass? Yes. So it's almost like an unforced air, right? But, it, but the yeah. metric doesn't really take into account if St. Louis wins the ball back. It just, you disrupt their passing sequence. And Got what it. St. Louis does okay. is, they're one of the best teams at keeping teams at the lowest amount of passes. So the amount of times player, you know, the opponent against St. Louis does not have time on the ball to do 10, 13, 14, 15 passes because they're just not going to let you. Got it. Yes, that makes sense. So you're not forcing them to pass more. You're forcing them to pa- pass to the point where you're going to get a turnover. Correct. More quickly. Got it. Okay. I actually am getting this. This is helping. This is great. Oh, yeah, you're visualizing you're it now, right? You're welcome. Yes. Well, I'm mostly I'm just enjoying thinking about LAFC being on shrooms. Well, when we had trouble feel- with possession, we should have just shown up in that team room and been like, boys, you're going to take Everything one, a couple now. caps of these yeah. each and we're all going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, team would certainly grow closer if not win. <laughs> okay. Is that all we need to know about St. Louis City? Well, I think the flip side of it is that is all they can do, right? So if you're LAFC, they go for broke on the press but their numbers, their underlying numbers are not good. They're actually a bit lucky because their XG is one of the worst in the league, yet somehow they are in first place. So their XG against is abysmal, but they don't give up as many actual goals. So the press can be broken, and that's really what LAFC wants to do. And St. Louis, for the life of them, they have no other setting. It's just press, and then you got to break the press. XG is expected goals? XG is expected goals, and then the uh, and then there's also expected goals against which expected means, goals against the other teams means, expected goals. <laughs> it, it's the ones that you're expected to give up, and when you give them up, you're sad. But when you get them, you're happy. All right, that works. <laughs> We're both uh, soccer experts, Vince. We both know this stuff. <laughs> How has this show lasted this long without fans? <laughs> I don't like... It feels like we're it, actually talking about soccer for the first time in this history of the show. <laughs> Before we move on to Philly, what, who are the players that, when we see just numbers on jerseys, who's the bigger threats? They have a big Brazilian guy with a name that doesn't sound Brazilian, and Zhao Klaus. Uh, he plays up top. Okay. He's just your big bruising He's forward. Brazilian? He is Brazilian. Uh, that's, that's where so the funny. Joao comes from. But yes, he is, Joao Klaus is Brazilian. Uh, does not look it either. Uh, if you took the name off the jersey, you just saw his headshot. No chance you'd ever yeah, imagine full that German. Man was Brazilian. Full German. Yeah, we're talking Klaus with a K. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sinter Klaus. But, but looking at him, you can kind of imagine the way he plays. Like he's all forehead. Like just tall guy. You know, kick towards my head. I'll find a way to bun- bundle it in. That's Zhao Klaus. The other guy, maybe a slightly more cultured, but also a, a physical guy, Edward Lovren. Is your like do all midfielder? He can tackle. He can run after you. He can play sixty yard passes. He can shoot from from distance. He can dribble. Those are the two guys that you you want to make sure you shut down, and then the supporting cast you can maybe deal with a, a little bit easier. So if we're yeah, breaking those are the that, two, I was going to say. 
Those are the two options. Oh, thank you, Travis. Thanks so much. Yeah, if you have a third option, Travis, you go ahead and... No, those are the... Do you say Klaus? Did you say Klaus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you got say Klaus? Klaus? Yeah. yeah, no, those are the two. Those are okay. the two. So if we're breaking I the do press, know. I do know that they have a dog park in their stadium. <laughs> that, no, see, that's important, too. That's why we have... This, why, this is perfect. We need both things. We do. But how would you this say all, that maybe the, translates to how the way they play at home? I would say that their fans like dogs? are distracted. Yeah. Their fans all right, are let's busy move to with Philly. We got to move we got to move on. Wait, we real, move on. Real quick cuz this might apply to Philly too. When you're breaking the high press, is that more short passes or long ball? Oh, this is a good question. You can do both. So it just depends okay. on how well you're you're getting through it, but you I will say this, you have to decide. There's no like hybrid short long long you either go long or you, you go have short. You got a plan, right? You got to have a okay. plan. What do we do? Is that usually? so? What's LAFC from what we've seen? Let's say other than the Galaxy, when they were a little bit more patient, they go long because they have guys like Danny Bowanga and now Christian Oliveira who are very fast and can get on the end of passes. The only problem with that is if you go long and you don't get that first ball, the ball can just as quickly come back the other way and you might be out of sorts. And that's some of the problems we saw LAFC had during this tough streak. Got it. So is Philly doing the same thing? Are they pressing? So Philly is doing something that they are pressing, but what they like to do is they will build a little bit. So they do, don't mind having the ball a little bit, but they want to get it forward. They want to get overloads. And when they lose the ball, gegen press. Gegen press? Gegen press. Gegen press. Gegen press. Is that like Blitzkrieg? I mean, same, same origin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're both. Did you, uh, I feel like if they do a German thing, it's like, we kind of all understand what that means. <laughs> both teams they are go hard and fast. <laughs> well, I mean, both teams. You know, like the Red Bull kind of philosophy comes from from Germany. So both teams are kind of leaning okay. more in the spectrum. Whereas, whereas St. Louis though has just kind of one way they do it. Philly has a little bit better players, let's say, all around from top to bottom, which you would expect from a team that was runners up at MLS Cup and level on points with LFC, although losing out in tiebreaker for the supporter shield. Tough, tough loss in the MLS Cup for them. Really yeah. sad how that turned out. Yeah, bummer. I feel for them. I do. Especially to get beaten yeah. by, you know, another man from Philly that just ate their lunch. But they, they look to overload. So they look to overload. They'll get the ball long. They want to keep it as close to their opponent's goal, but they're much better at gagan pressing and overloading, which helps with the gagan pressing. Gagan pressing. Ge- what? <laughs> Gegenpressing. Is that your German? Wait, is that your German accent? Gegenpressing. <laughs> what what am like I doing? Uh, it's got- it sounds a little like Sweden, Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, my. It's my. I think I've said this at the podcast. My grandmother was Polish, and they, she only taught me one Polish phrase, which was "Ichi domin spach," which means "Go home and go to sleep." And so I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Apply each, that. Trying, yeah. Gegenpressing. <laughs> but the, but I'm rolling the S's and the R, or I'm rolling the R for some reason. Yeah, it is, uh, it is getting a little Polish, a little Russian, a little, yeah. yeah. It just sounds uh, foreign, but not yes. any any sure, particular place. Sure. Yeah, Eastern eight, European. 80s, 80s movie villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are from Philadelphia. Yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> no, just prepare to die. <laughs> Jim Curtin is a cool dresser. He, we think he dresses really well. Wait, do we? No, Vince, oh, no, and Travis, you weren't here. You, you missed oh, okay. it. Travis went on a real, a huge rant. Good. I'm, I'm pro this rant then because, come on. Just because you put a pair what of expensive sneakers talking? on an expensive yes, jacket Vince. doesn't mean that you dress well. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I oh. love it. 
You just, we gotta do, a, just, we gotta do another <laughs> game on the show that's just Travis rants and then Vince comes in and guesses what the rant is. Can you guess the take? Uh, uh, yeah, that was a bullseye. It's just we have the standards are too low. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right, gig impress. Okay, so overload. They overload with the gig so impress. I still I'll, am just I'll, assuming yeah. that's like a. So how I'll is ba- that different than the I'll, high press? I will bail you out a little bit. Gig pressing is basically counter counter pressing. Oh, so, still lost okay. you, or, or can we? You got counter pressing. Counter pressing is when you lose the and that's ball. That's a podcast. Yeah, that's it when is, you listen to the. It is a Kirk's fantastic. Podcast, yeah, right? it is a fantastic podcast, and Philly should probably listen. Which, if to I listen to more of, I'd probably know these things. <laughs> you would, and and maybe Philly should be listening to it because Kirk does make great points about how LAFC falls short at times. But no, the the counter press is when you lose the ball. Some teams will decide to get back and get set defensively because it's harder to break through. Maybe let's say eight guys, where other teams and LAFC counter presses fair amount. They'll just send guys at the guy, the ball carrier and go, we're going to win the ball back as quickly as possible. And because Philly has already set up in a way that when they first play that ball, that they overloaded the side that they're playing the ball to, they normally have more players in that area okay. to then counter press. And they've the great- overload is on the side. Okay, wait, I'm still It doesn't have to be on the side. You can overload, them. The- you can overload the middle. Re- overload just means sure, you got- Sure, sure, but a section, this is- an area. This is actually why I wanted to do this because soccer tactics, we use all these words. And then when you go, oh, overload just means you have more guys in area than the other team. They're like, why did you just say that? Which is basically <laughs> what all It makes are. sense. But then counter the, the counter press, explain that one more time. <laughs> counter press is when a team loses the ball, they decide that they are going to basically go for broke to get the ball back instead of dropping back into their positions into a set defensive Got it. position. Okay. So it, it is just a press, but in that particular situation. Correct. And that's sort of what we did under Bob Bradley a lot, right? We were a much more, yes, we were much more adamant about counterpressing for longer periods of time. That's the thing. You counterpress, which means you're sending guys, you're basically guys are just like torpedoes, right? They're heat sinking missiles. They're like just flying in there to get the ball. If the team can either pass through you or go over you, now all, now you're all out of position. So you have to have some kind of barometer of, we will counterpress for this long. Oh no, we're in trouble. We need to get out and get back at defensively. And sometimes right. that hurts teams. Yeah, that's what I, I I asked, but I knew that. And counterpress is just to like regain a ball you just lost, basically. Or otherwise, it's a regular press. They you just decide when you know it's a goal kick or they've got the ball in their half. He's learning. You're gonna go for it. Oh my god, this is a this is a this is a moment. This is an epiphany. The thing moment. is, I, I took you I'm not like enough. a stranger to soccer, but. I am a stranger to knowing what the fuck's going on, like <laughs> what people are doing on purpose. That's what I mean. All sports are like that. Like you can watch and enjoy a sport and even play a sport and know like basics and know like tactics that you don't, you, tactics that are like you should shoot. Like <laughs> that's a tactic. Like it's the things that are like planned that you can go a whole lifetime without ever knowing or needing to know. But it's a lot better knowing. I prefer it so far. It's nice here. Okay. So Philly. I feel like I should know their biggest weapons by now. We've played them enough times. But anything new from last time that we've played them? Or are they the devil we know still? Actually, Andre not. Blake. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He's been there. Oh, yeah. I know him. Great. Uh, Gazdog. He's still there? Penalty yeah, merchant. Yeah, Daniel Gazdog yeah. has has 12 goals this season. 10 of them are penalties. He's taken 10 penalties Whoa. and made every single penalty, which is Oof. hilarious when you consider that in MLS Cup, he missed his penalty. I bet he practiced. Wow. He's desperately trying to make up for it. That's, that's 
a very sad story. Yeah, that's really sad, actually. <laughs> now I want him to do it. I want him to it's score like, on it. <laughs> yeah, desperate regret. <laughs> oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. That puts him like kind of near the top of the golden boot race it on does. just PKs. On just penalties. <laughs> wow. But you have Julian Is he Carranza the one that I've, I've read? Is he the one? Is Gostock the one I've seen some headlines about probably leaving after the season? I mean, who he, have I read that about? No, I think you're thinking about Kai Wagner, who is out of contract. He's the left yes. back. He is the player that I always bring up when people forget that Cheeky Palacios is one of the best left backs in the league. Kai Wagner is very good, but the reason why he gets so much attention is because he actually has stats, assists to go with it. And they they do play in a way where, again, they want to keep the ball closer to the opponent's goal because, as Travis pointed out, they have a great goalkeeper, so they can rely on Andre Blake to, to bail them out if in certain situations. But if they can keep the ball close to the opponent's goal and they can get their physical guys forward, then they can switch the point of attack. And sometimes you have Kai Wagner with just a ton of space and he sends in great crosses and you got four or five guys in the box. They have better reactions. They react faster and they score goals. That's honestly Philly in a nutshell. That's Philly in a nutshell. So you're saying I got Kai Wagner's team right. <laughs> More or less. But the guy but that maybe might the leave. Player. I think you can yeah, probably say uh, that about any team in the league. There's, there's, Isn't there a guy that might leave? There's I saw someone tweet. Leaving? This is the team someone was tweeting about, right? Wasn't there uh, the, the some transfer, transfer there was rumors around this team? Didn't, didn't we hear about some movement one way or the other? <laughs> yeah, didn't we hear? I think it was Boger said something. So yeah. yeah. Actually, if you do find yourself like in an MLS conversation that you you probably they're like maybe is over your head. I think anytime anytime you want to like just sound smart again, just be like, oh, wasn't that the team where I heard some rumors around them about a guy maybe going to Europe? I think it was, and you're, think it was you're, told, you're golden for the next five minutes, probably. Just look up the latest Tom Boger yeah. tweet, yeah. and you can have something to say. <laughs> the Vince, I do have a question. Which team do you think is better, Philly or St. Louis? Philly. St. Louis, I do it, look. It's it's been weird, and this is why it's been so frustrating. I think for LFC fans because the West has been ripe for somebody to just like take it and run with it. It seems like nobody wants to win. St. Louis did it's have a hot start. Us. Yeah, it should be LFC. St. Louis had a hot start, but like I said, their underlying numbers are not great. They can be beaten. They 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 definitely deserve all the credit of how well they've played, but they've got a little bit of luck on their side. Whereas Philly is. It's like we said, not much changes. They really kind of just, they stumbled a little bit out the gate, but then they've got their feet under them again. And they've kind of picked up where they left off and being one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And it shows they went two nil down to Cincinnati, who feels like the just shoe in to win the supporter shield. And they managed to get a two, two draw. So they can clearly run with the best of them and, and give some trouble to even, you know, the Cincinnati team that we've all anointed as supporter shield winners. Yeah, I mean, they, they look like they're going to win, but it's a tight table. The table's very tight. It's a tight table. <laughs> but would you say it's a tight table? Yeah, yeah it's really tight. Cincinnati's the only one that's not at, he's not, they're not at the tight table. The rest of us are at the tight table. <laughs> they're, they're at a, it's a bit of a different table. They're in the kitchen uh, cooking? What are they doing? Yeah, they're eating alone. They're yeah. eating alone. They're at they the bar. Cooking. They are in the kitchen cooking. That's good. <laughs> With their wooden spoon right. they won last year. Go ahead, Darren. Oh, that was <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. I feel like now I can watch these games like the meme with all the the math coming from my head. And I'm now, I guess I I would say I've gone from dummy to genius in this one segment. I think anyone would probably agree with that. So when we come back, what was that, Travis? Okay. So when we come back, (laughs) you finally got to do it to me. Yeah. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to make some bets. 
and we're back. Now it's time for a segment called Bet It and Forget It. Bet It and Forget It. Every week, Travis and I end the show with a bet for this week's games. We make an outlandish prediction for the week, something that almost definitely will not happen, but could. Each week, we both put up $5. If no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week, and eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might want a good chunk of change. Neither of our bets cashed last week, so our bet pool for this week is now $70. It's getting up there. Yeah. Last week, you you bet that Mario G would... Mario Gonzalez would have the goal of the week. Turns out he wasn't going to start. But Brian Holly, He did get in there. He did get in there. Didn't get a goal. What was yours? That Buwanga would have redemption assist to Vela and Puj would get a card. I would say that Buwanga was really trying <laughs> to get that he, for you. He watched the yeah, he watched the episode and he was like, I'm going to do it for him. For Those weird... first like 20 minutes, he was just like, I have to pass every time I have the ball. <laughs> the fans must know I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing I recognize, it. I recognize my mistake and I shall fix it. Um, the funny thing <laughs> is, in my mind, it was the way he approached the game that gave him the goals. So, you know, all he it, did was prove people's point. If he's going to shoot every time, it's easier to defend him because you know he's yeah. going to shoot every time. I have I have a prediction this week that I'm very confident in, Darren. We're at seventy dollars. It's um, about time. And this week, in one of the two games, Fufu Krustev is going to choke someone. Fufu <gasps> Krustev is going to choke someone. Oh no! In one of the two games, I don't know who, but he's going to do it. Wow. Okay, that's that's a sad one. A lot of what? violence in your predictions throughout the season. Uh- <laughs> The strike's taking a toll on me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My bet is that Maxime Cripo will have an assist. That's a cool bet. I like that bet. In one of these two games. Less violent, though. I wish it had a little bit more violence. Yeah. I don't know. If he assists in a crime, that also counts. (laughs) What is it called when when you're like, what's that? What is that called? If you're like aiding and abetting a crime? Yeah, yeah. If he's um, an accomplice. Accomplice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is an accomplice to a crime. All right. Well, we shall see. That's our show. We'll see you soon. Yes. Just a reminder, we'll be live streaming a watch along on LAFC's Twitch and YouTube channels during the St. Louis City match. Please come hang out with us. Get weird in the comments. Bring the party there. Keep the party going for a post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle of both matches on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Talk to us in the chat. We'll post a link. You can join us live on the show. It'll be a lot of fun. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I don't know anywhere else. And if you made it this far into the episode, chances are you're enjoying the show. And if that's true and you want to show your support, please consider becoming a friend of the foot at $5 a month at patreon.com slash happyfootsadfoot. We're splitting that money between me, Darren, and Vince equally, so any help goes a long way to to helping us keep making this show. You could also pick up some pod-inspired merch by going to happyfootsadfootpod.com. Any support goes a long way to building the community and keeping LAFC Media going strong. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the live stream, baby. See you live. See you on the internet. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. I love you, Jim Curtin. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.